0: Before this week's episode starts, we would just like to include a trigger warning. Um, sometimes we talk about things that can um, bring up some memories or trigger people. Um, there are some topics sometimes that we talk about that are rough and may not be suitable for little ears. Um, just want to give you a trigger warning before this week's episode starts. We appreciate you listening And we like to talk about the hard things, but we also don't want to cause any harm to anybody. So um, view discretion is advised sometimes, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back. Taylor is still congested. (laughs) It's because we're still recording on the same day. Alright, so... Secrets, this is how
1: podcasts do it. They do it all in one day!
0: Well, people that try to plan and who have busy lives have to do this in one day because we don't know how busy we are sometimes. <clears throat> Empty ways, y'all. Um, this week we're talking about something that is a little bit of a soapbox. For me. Mostly for Taylor. I do get on it too. It does make me mad. Um, because I've seen it firsthand. I didn't really realize how bad this actually was um, until I was um, uh, older, <laughs> and I married Taylor and started working in the public. Um, mainly started when I started working in the public. So, Taylor, would you like to give some context?
1: All right. So today we're talking about pride,
0: more so apostolic Pentecostal.
1: Yeah, and, and we're talking about penny pride. And I'm calling it Penny Pride because Penny for your thoughts. Sorry about shit. You need to chill, chill out. But see what happened was.
0: Taylor hinted at this last episode.
1: I did. So I started working at the hotels when I first came to Bible College, and uh, I don't know if it's the same for every district, but I, I know within the particular area I'm at, this this is a major problem.
0: It's, it's and died down a little bit.
1: After I've yelled it and exposed people. No, well, after I a lot of... It was nice.
0: The thing is... I couldn't have been. Well, I guess because it finally got to the point where leadership started hearing about it. Because people were being more vocal and saying, Hey, because we live in love... And it's not necessarily a direct, like thing for our leadership in the district it really isn't that it's just people 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 are are this and 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 very prideful but
1: like we mentioned you know forever ago in our whatever episode uh, you know you represent more than just yourself when you come to big church events Mm -hmm. whether they be district level whether they be within the same section whether they be on a national or international level you represent more than just yourself you represent your church church leadership, you represent the church as a whole and so when you come to these events, you should have you know peace, you need to have all the fruits of the spirit you better have them and you better be showing them
0: like, and I know this isn't a problem that's just recent when my mom was a teenager and they would go to holiday youth convention there was a church at the hotel that their youth members had gone out of the hotel and went and bought alcohol and ice and filled up the bathtub in the hotel room with ice and alcohol and these kids were here for a holiday youth convention of course and that was when my mom was a teenager but like well, that was
1: like four years ago and i haven't heard anything quite like that no in recent times, it's so more
0: so now how how people are treated
1: it really is because um, when i first started at the hotel uh, that was one of the big things I got first told about was how bad the Pentecostals were. And uh, come to find out that it's not it's not just the same for me. Other friends that went to go work in restaurants, they would dread when we would have events in town because either nobody tipped, nobody took care of people, or were nice to people about things. Even if it was a simple mistake. Like, mistakes happen. But people were rude, and mean like blowing and up on
0: people and just being rude like we have had it's, I would, it's been getting better but working
1: in the hotel it let's say you know a reservation got messed up not even the hotel's fault maybe you didn't book it right or maybe you booked it through a third party and they they messed it up and so we're just doing our best with what we have and i mean i have seen and i hate to say it this way i have seen literal ministers, ministers' wives, as well as saints, and I'm saying it from all levels, I've seen it on every level, the disrespect and not necessarily hate, but just the anger, because, you know, I understand, you know, it's a situation I would be upset too, but it's one thing to be upset and to be cordial about it, it's another to be upset and be rude and mean. And I think part of the problem is, is that, especially within certain areas of church culture and of churches and church bodies, is that they've been around for so earthly long, they forgot, you know, that they've been saved. Mm -hmm. They have forgotten who they represent and who is their Lord, because their Lord don't act like that.
0: It's very sad. And like, we have restaurants in the area. It's been getting better because it has, it gets addressed now like every big event they will get up on the platform and say you need to act better because we are trying to win this city we had had restaurants in town that wouldn't even want to serve big groups of apostolic people it even got to a point where they wouldn't want to serve apostolic people at all in general like if that lady walked in wearing a skirt and looked at pentecostal they didn't want to serve them yeah. because they weren't going to tip and they were going to be rude and like we had to rebuild our name and like the people in, that live here all the time, it was hard because we would get bad service because nobody wanted to wait on us. Nobody wanted to take care of us because we were apostolic because all the other apostolic people we've seen have been rude. I've as a, I, I mean, I grew up and and I really saw this with working. I worked in the mall and during events, big events the mall would get flocked with people that were here for you know, ladies' conference, camp meeting, holiday youth convention. They would come to the mall and I worked in the mall and I saw apostolic people get livid over their food not being right. Or I'm missing this. Why did you mean me and I'm like
1: And again, it's it's understandable to be upset. Yes. And be cordial about it. Like like all the time. I hate when Personally, and this is a me and Bailey thing and Bailey knows I hate doing it. Mm -hmm. But let's say Bailey and I go out to eat and she either forgot to order something wrong or or, I did ask for it. She did ask for it and it came wrong. I hate so I always go up there and say, Look, I'm sorry. I said I know it's not anybody's fault in particular. It just was a mistake, but hey, I really had asked for it this way. Is it possible to get a remake? And 90% of the time people will be like, Yeah, sure, that's fine. That's being upset and being cordial. Not, I, I asked for this to have no ketchup, no mustard. It's supposed to be a plain cheeseburger. Why is this? That you see, I've totally literally had tones. an apostolic
0: person ask me if I was incompetent. Like, <clears throat> this is one of my stories that that really changed my view and made me more like I've really got to do better too. <clears throat> I was working as a customer service representative. And I'm behind a desk, mind you. And I'm a nerd. So, on, I worked at Sam's Club. I had pins, all nerd pins, all over my Sam's Club vest. I was known as the pin girl. I was wearing an anime because me and Taylor love anime. I was wearing an anime shirt. And, I mean, my hair was pulled up in a ponytail. And, I mean...
1: Bailey's hair is not long to be... My hair... that's not saying anything negatory. Yeah, my hair
0: has never really grown. My hair... Well, it's grown a lot more in the past few years. But I've always had shorter hair. So, in
1: other words, from the waist up, Bailey didn't look entirely penny.
0: No. Like, to a normal eye, I... Like... You looked normal. I looked like a normal person. And so, I'm sitting here talking to this lady. There was something wrong with her membership... Uh, and whatever and she was an apostolic lady I don't know who she was I've never seen her again after this um she Was livid and yelling at me and being rude and just talking down to me, like, and was asking me if I was an idiot and blah 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 blah, all because of whatever was wrong with her membership. And like, I'm trying to fix it, but she has to work with me too. Like, I have to have this and that in order to do it because it's business. Like, I need your ID, I need this, I need that. So I walk out from behind the counter to get my manager, and she sees that I have a skirt on, and she asks me um are you pentecostal i said yes ma'am i am and her whole attitude and demeanor changed because i was a pentecostal and then she apologized to me what if i wouldn't have been pentecostal what if i would have been a back slider and she treated me that way so here's the deal like we
1: having a and pentecostal pride. And why we titled it this way is because, at least in our area, there is a deep and rich history of Pentecost.
0: <laughs> We're in the Bible Belt. We're in
1: but I mean, it, there is a deep, you know, multiple churches have generation upon generation of Pentecostal families and ministers, and you know, there are third and we there's a lot of that in this area, point and blank. But yet, it's a lot of times I see those who are third, fourth, fifth generation mm-hmm. be so arrogant and prideful because of who they are and where they came from that they forgot that they're a sinner too. And that they need saved as much as the next person. So they act all high and mighty and they have this arrogance about them that we as Pentecostals should not have. Yeah, And and so when you're out, when you go to events, first off, if you're at N.Y.C. There's thousands upon thousands. We're not going to be able to change everything overnight with that kind of a situation. But do your best to treat your hotel staff with kindness. Do your best to keep things clean and in order. Do your best when you go out to eat to tip if it's a place where you tip. If you're out at a fast food restaurant, don't leave a mess. Pick it up.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can't even. When I worked in the mall and I worked at Chick fil A in the mall, I wouldn't. We were always the mall when the app-a-slot people would come through would end up tore up it would end up tore up a mess trash everywhere it was horrible and i used to have like when i worked there i started handing out calendars to all the lo- the businesses inside the mall and to the head staff of the mall, the people that owned it, so that they knew when these big groups of people were coming in town so they could have extra people working that day and, and do their best. And especially right now after COVID, a lot of places are still very understaffed.
1: Understaffed, under inventory, low on product, so you definitely, and I get that you feel like COVID is over, but it's not for a lot of businesses. Yeah, They're no. still struggling with everything. I'm out of white mocha again. At Starbucks. At the Starbucks. I'm out of white mocha. And I'm out of cinnamon dolce? Okay? And the next heifer that pulls through my line and goes, I can't believe you're out of it. Why, why, why are you out? Ma'am, I'm sorry. There's still supply chain issues for us. Well, COVID is over. And of course, I know that's not a Pentecostal person, but I have seen Pentecostals act like that.
0: <laughs>
1: you need to chill to chill out. Just because you didn't believe it was real or you don't believe it's an issue, doesn't mean it's not an issue.
0: At. something I'd like to tack on to this real quick, things you can do to help. I know he just named some, like if you go to a fast food restaurant, clean up, throw your stuff away. Don't make them clean up after you. Uh, tip, don't be obnoxious. Tip, if you're at a sit-down restaurant, tip, tip good. If you're going to plan a big trip, plan big tips if you know you're going to go eat somewhere, especially with young people. Especially as a group. Young you know? people don't usually tip well. They don't know how to tip. If, especially if they don't have a job, you you need to plan so you pastor, and budget let's start a tip. Teaching our
1: youth how to tip.
0: You need to plan and budget a tip that you can leave a good tip for your wait staff because they had to take care of you and your crazy kids or you and your laughing ladies or whatever. You okay? And your laughing ladies. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um with hotel staff. You honestly do not I know it's cheaper sometimes to book through booking.com and other stuff book directly through the hotel do it early do it in advance and because they can work with you the day before if you book if you booked a couple of like extra rooms and you get there and you end up not needing it they will gladly fix it for you and and they will fix the issue
1: as long as that's a that's a different situation because like some hotels it just depends but as soon as you know you don't need a room go ahead and call and get it dropped before not don't do it the day of because then there is some hotels that have policies that require them to charge you still because mm-hmm. you didn't cancel in time,
0: yeah. and, and so, so and it just you you I would suggest booking through the hotel directly because one they can work with you a lot more then if something does happen it's on the hotel or you if you didn't do something right it, it just it leaves a lot more it's a little bit more easier and a little bit more safer. Because I used to work at a hotel. Taylor used to work at a hotel. Used a hotel. <clears throat> Taylor used to be a general manager at a hotel, so he knows. Um, <clears throat> I used to be a housekeeper at a hotel, especially with teenagers after holiday youth conferences. They will leave that hotel room a mess. You should do room checks. Something that helps with staff and that Taylor's hotel implemented is when uh, youth groups or, like they, they came in, we knew who was in what room.
1: Yeah, we would at, <clears throat> at least at my location. What we started doing. And I don't know if they still do this now that I've left. But when big groups like that of young people come in, we found out if there now if there were chaperones in each room, I just want to know who the chaperone was. If there wasn't a chaperone in each room, I need to know who to call and get a hold of in case of complaints. Because they're they're youth. I get it, they're gonna be loud, they're gonna wanna have fun, but I still need a way to contact an adult and say, Hey, they're being a little too rowdy and I'm having complaints. As a youth leader, you need to make sure to have that information up front. And don't be offended that the hotel is asking for that. More than likely, it's the hotel's way of trying to be nice and not come banging on some young person's room and scaring them half the
0: Also, there is other people probably staying at this hotel room. Or this hotel, you know. anyway. so housekeeping. Please make sure that your kids are at least not leaving it a disaster. As a, We get it
1: being used. We
0: do get it like, okay, our job is to go in there and clean. But say you tell all your kids to take the sheets off the bed. You just made that housekeeper's job so much more easier. Because you think if that hotel sold out and there's 200, 300 rooms in that hotel. And if they're understaffed, those housekeepers are going to be there. They've got to get those rooms cleaned before 3 o'clock. Depending on the the check-in time. Most hotels... Have check-in at three. At the very least, make sure all your towels are gathered up. Yeah. Make sure,
1: all your trash is gathered up. At least in one spot. Yes.
0: And and all like bundle up the sheets in a wad on the bed. It helps them so much. Also, how house, some housekeepers they don't get paid well because they desperately needed jobs. There's a lot of people that desperately needed a job, and these housekeepers are working for under minimum wage or just right at minimum wage. And they they tip them even if it's just two dollars. I promise you that two dollar tip, if you tip two dollars and say you have 10 rooms, that adds up. Those people will appreciate even if it's just two dollars to buy a drink.
1: Another thing, and this is something I learned at where I work now with Starbucks. Um, when if and when you tip somebody at places and you want to make sure it goes to a particular person, and not get put into a, a shared tip. Most places have a rule that if you put it in an envelope and put it with their name on it, that that tip can go directly to them. So if you're afraid that a tip may have get up shared with somebody, do your best to make it very personalized with a little envelope or something. I know that's a little extra, and I agree it is extra. You should be able to just tip somebody, but some companies have weird rules. So but just, also, yeah.
0: if you're wanting to represent Christ chill out like it's it's not gonna hurt you to do something like that or go out of your way christ went out of his way for others why can't you go out of your way for somebody else um i feel like i'm missing something I don't know. but like there's a like, lot of, a lot of things you could say um but now i want to i want to say something We interrupt today's episode to give you a little bit of information, so if you go to our bio or go to the description of this podcast episode, you will see a link to our link tree. When you click on that, there's going to be some things that pop up. First is A Kingdom of Misfits, giving you every reason why God can and will use you. That book is written by me, Bailey Romans, and we are currently doing this study on the podcast. Um, Every purchase goes to help our AIM trip to Lithuania which is also another button on here, support the Romans aim trip to Lithuania. You click on that. It will take you to our bonfire page, or there's another link on here. That is our email list. If you sign up for our email list, you will get email updates about our aim trip and where we are at. We are so close to going. We can use any bit of help. If you would like to sponsor or support us, please message the podcast or message us personally on Instagram. Or if you find us on Facebook, We will gladly uh, give you all the information to help us get to Lithuania. Then there's a listener support tab. If you click that listener support tab, it's going to take you to buy me a coffee. You can buy us a coffee and every bit that you donate here goes directly to the podcast to buy new equipment, to just keep the podcast up and running. Maybe we would like to do a giveaway in the future. This would just help keep the podcast up and running financially. Also, there is another link to Jesus Loves You Clothing Company. This company has awesome hoodies, t-shirts, bags, hats, anything you can think of, they have it. They just released some cups, some coffee mugs. They are awesome. You can click the link and that will take you there. Go shopping. And if you use code bay 10 you will get 10% off your order. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode and let's get back to it. So now for the part it's gonna be interesting so to give you insight I had an experience one time with someone in the apostolic realm who is moderately known I wouldn't say they're super well known but um Because Apostolic World's getting celebrities now, it feels like. And um, this person is climbing the ladder for sure. And they, I've known them since I was a teenager. We went to camp together. They were never nice to me growing up. Never. Um, I tried to be friends with them because they were friends with my friends. And so, um, but they kind of bullied me. And <clears throat> whatever, and it's been years. Okay, it's been years. I'm I'm an adult now. Uh, I don't. I think it was this year. It, it was either this year or last year. Um, me and my family were working for the district, and they came in to get something. And I said, "Hey, how are you doing?" And they acted like I didn't exist, and like I didn't even say anything to them in the first place. And like, it hurt. Like, you're somebody who is prominent in ministry, preaching, speaking, all the things. I mean, you are doing a lot of things, and yet you're going to pretend I don't exist and we grew up together. And, like, I didn't even say anything to you in the first place. We have a lot of pride amongst the group. In other terms,
1: if you're in ministry or you're pursuing ministry... And let's say you are, you're you're becoming the camp preacher, you're becoming the youth preacher, whatever. You're the one getting booked for everything, or you're the singer that's getting used at every all the events and whatnot. Remember that there are people in our pews, and there are people that you're connected to that when they just think it's so neat to be friends with you, but yet when you blow them off or you have this "I'm better than you" attitude, because I'm doing this now, or I'm this or that. You you are planting a seed of bitterness, a seed of discord, that because you're so high and mighty now and so great, that it's going to grow in saints on the pews. It's going to grow in our pews and in our churches, this disconnect, that shouldn't be happening because we're very clearly told to love one another and to care for one another. And yes, there are times that we may elevate somebody because they are a phenomenal speaker or they are a phenomenal preacher or singer singer or whatever. But just because us as man gives you that elevation doesn't mean that you should take such a pride in it that you no longer can be associated with certain individuals because they're not that status
0: something that um it's creeping into the apostolic world and then the UPCI to have these almost celebrity esque type figures and while there's nothing while there's nothing really wrong with being popular and like people are listening to your music or your preaching is getting heard across the world and there are churches doing your music that are not UPCI or whatever it may be there is still we are not famous God did not call us to be celebrities he called us to what reach the world win the lost and if you're going to be rude To somebody that you know believes the same thing you do, or you're going to brush them off, that they believe the same thing you do. Like he said, you're planning that, and who knows? You are going to turn into one of the reasons why that person could possibly leave the church in the future. From church hurt, whatever it may be. Even popular celebrities, actors, they will take time to talk to fans. And while that's not the greatest way to look at it like this is a fan, it's a person. It is a person that has a walk with God just like you do. Also, you started from where they're at also, so you shouldn't think you're any better than them. We all start from the same place. But we can't be part of the reason people may eventually leave the church because we couldn't humble ourselves. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: So... And we're not saying to take pride in something. Take pride in your craft or your skills is a bad thing. It's when you take it to an extent that causes issues, that causes hurt, that causes arrogance and things that having of a haughty nature, you know, every high thing will come down, including the man-made ones.
0: Yeah, um, like me, I mean, I have, for being only 25 years old, I've done a lot with my life. Um, writing a book writing music that's been on cds you know i graduated college i'm married i'm going on the missions field that's a lot for a 25 year old to have accomplished in their life up to this point i don't go around flaunting that i don't go and tell every person like i've done this this and that now if you ask me like hey what you know what do you what have you done what do you what do do I'll tell you, like, I'll just be, you know, I'll tell you, like, hey, this is what I've done in my life. This is my testimony. This is that. Like, there's a difference in being humble, too. We have got to humble ourselves. There's a lot of narcissism coming in the church and a lot of haughtiness, and it's toxic, and it could hurt us if we are not careful. That, And we've got to learn to love each other and care for each other there's always going to be people that get on your nerves there's always going to be people that just annoy you but god called you to love them just like you would love and take care of yourself so it's there's always that love thy neighbor as you love yourself so you've got to love yourself and it's meaning we have to take care of others the way we would take care of ourselves
1: if you wouldn't want to be it's the golden rule I mean it's pretty basic it's the golden rule we've learned in public and at home and in nursery and in toddlers and in kindergarten and whatever treat others how you want to be treated yes you're you're great and good and wonderful and you're doing great things for the kingdom of God go for it good on you but don't forget that you still have to treat others with kindness and you're still going to be kind and loving towards others just because they don't fit in your particular group or fit into your particular niche or cast of system, whatever it may be, or even if they're not even on your level, that does not mean that you have the right to disrespect mm-hmm. and to be hurtful and harmful and just downright rude.
0: Yeah. So... And if you've had something like that happen to you where somebody's hurt you in that way, I'm sorry. Sorry. Shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have been that way. Um, but it's life. People are just going to be people. And we all are very prideful. We all struggle. It's our flesh.
1: Like I said earlier, having pride in what you do is one thing. But to allow it to grow to a point that you become haughty and arrogant, thats well, there's a line to it just like anything a little bit of pride in what you do is nothing like i love my job i love being a coffee person and being a coffee master and taking pride in all that knowledge now am i gonna go around and be oh, well no that's not fair that's not nice that's not kind it's not what jesus would do jesus would be like hey did you know this vow da, 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 da. i bet jesus did a few times like y'all did you know that this type of wood was really good for making axes and chairs and, and boats and this wood's really good for this just heads up if you're ever making something might be a good idea to give it a try that's probably what Jesus did Jesus wasn't like mm-hmm. you idiot don't you know Yeah,
0: but anyways that's kind of we've got to love each other we've got to take care of each other if we see someone hurting we need to love them and take care of them um, when I was on Corral Tour When I was at TBC And I would You know I'd get up there and testify about my song And then I'd Have people come up and talk to me Afterwards I never shunned Anybody away from coming and talk to me I would talk to The oldest Of the old elder To those a To a kid like those are it, It's like Anything like you're ministering to people you're not why are you gonna hurt the people you're there to minister to and so i guess we just need to learn how to love and love each other do you have anything you would like to say to end this
1: no i think it's all been said i mean pride goes before the fall be just be kind treat people right don't be the reason because you're all that in a bag of chips that somebody else stumbles and falls and, and is going to a hell because you can't get yourself together to be kind enough to somebody or to be nice enough to somebody. Do you want that on your conscience or on your hands that somebody is going to hell because of how you treated them? Are you going to be the reason that somebody's going to hell because they refuse to come to a church because they see you as a church because you're rude and you don't care and you don't seem to care and you're not nice? Why do I want to go to church with people that act like that? Why am I going to? I don't want to know that Jesus. That Jesus does nothing for me. That Jesus isn't different from anybody else with a crackhead down the street. So now do you want that to be on your conscience, on your soul? Because you can't get yourself together? There are people going to hell over how the church has acted. Because we're too cool for school, or we think we know better, or this or that, or whatever the case may be. How does, how does that make you feel? How, do, how does that make you think? Like, do you not realize that? Your pride and your arrogance is the reason one to two, three, four, five how many people you've interacted with that are no longer in church, that have nothing to do with Jesus anymore, for whatever reason, you're a part of that because you can't get your act together. They're going to hell. That should just say something to you. Hearing that should make you oh, good lord. I mean, and that's church hurt, and her and that's another topic for another day. But you got to get your act together. We cannot be so prideful and arrogant and so, who look at me and I don't care. I don't I'm saved by grace and I don't need no you, you're a sinner and you, you're dirty. I have heard, I have heard how some ministers have talked to people. Yeah. Co-workers that I have worked with, I have heard how some ministers have talked to people and treated people and what attitudes they've had because they're so prideful in I'm saying I'm, all this stuff just because you say Oh,
0: I just something I said to my mom the other day that to end the episode we saw a picture of this guy who had tattoos like all the way up his neck and he was standing in a pool pit And my mom looked at me and she said, Bailey, what are we going to do when that's the person that is the next big preacher? How is our church going to react to that when he's got tattoos up his neck and on his face? Are we as an apostolic church going to accept him as a preacher or are we going to shun him because of his past? And this is where our pride has gotten us to. That I could sit here and be like, there's going to be tons of churches that wouldn't even let him in their doors because he's got tattoos on his body. I have people in my church that are covered in tattoos, have big old holes in their ears because of their past. And they are active in ministry and nothing should stop them because because their past, they chose to put tattoos all over their body. There, I, I know of a church that asks their church members to cover their tattoos. That was before Jesus. Jesus has made them new. But you are you have consequences of sin that they'll have to live with for the rest of their life. What happens when we have transgender people that come into the church that decide to do transition, but there's going to be things that are never the same. We have got to do better, and we've got to kick our pride out the window. It's okay to have some, to be proud of what you do, but when we're ixnaying people from doing the ministry God's called them because of their past, forget it. What are we going to go to? What, what, what is, where does that leave us? I don't think it leaves us in a good place. Um, so I hope this has opened your eyes, maybe some self-reflection, if you think you're struggling in this area. Um, we as a whole church need to do better about this. So um, we love and appreciate everyone who tunes in and listens to us. Um, thank you, everybody, who's been following and who's been listening uh, we love and appreciate y'all. And um, this has been Breaking Apostolic Taboo. I'm Bailey Robins. I'm Taylor. And let's, let's start, start talking. Talk